People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Isley. I like everything about him. All right. It is another podcast with a hospital stay in it. We are still at the hospital. It is day 11, but I have Natalie awake and alert right now. We might have to do this in chunks, but do you think you'll make it? I'm going to do my best. I don't last very long. We just uh, did a whole page of notes about what we want to talk about during this podcast and try to catch you guys up. But as of right this second, we're on day 11, um, and... Man, it's been a roller coaster. It's been so crazy. So we left you off um, in the last episode that we were expecting Natalie to get a dye treatment on Wednesday morning when the podcast came out. But instead of doing that... Yeah, the GI doctor came in and he was like, well, we know there's a leak somewhere. So it would be a waste to do the dye treatment. We'll just go ahead and go in. And do the endoscopy because we know we're going to put a stent in. We just have to find the link, the leak and put the stent in. So that's what they did. So they took me down. Um, they took me down to have that done. And that was, you know, that's three times I'm going under in four days. And so when the anesthesiologist came up to explain everything to me, he was like, do you have any questions? And I was like, yes, I do. I said, is something, this is the third time I'm going down in four days. Is something bad going to happen? Am I at risk of anything? Um, I, I just didn't know what it was going to do to me. And he said, nope, there are no studies that, show that going under multiple times a day, or not a day, multiple times in a row are going to mess anything up, um, you know, mentally or physically or anything like that. So, yay. Um, so, and I went and... You told me you asked if um, you're going to have early Alzheimer's or if I'm going to remember my kids. Okay. Well, he said I was all right um, for that. And everything was going to be fine. And I said, okay, well, I got to trust him. I got to get this done. So so they went in and they found the leak. And they put the stent in. And on top of finding the leak and putting the stent in, they also found a stone that they took out as well. So, and while um, all this was happening, Wes was doing... Two shows that day. He couldn't be with me because he was outperforming. I had two library shows and um, <sighs> something was going on this week. Every show I went to, I had a struggle all week long. Every single show I went to, there was something going on. So the first show, I showed up to it and where we usually do this library show, there's like 200 300 people at this place they do it in a gymnasium and we always park in the back next to the 
the cafeteria and the trash cans and all of that. But they had construction going on. So I couldn't get my RV and trailer back there. So I had to circle the building a couple times and then call the lady. And then I was rushed to start the show on time. Mm -hmm. And then I left that show, went straight to the next show. And got to the next show, pulled up in front of the school where I always do. Because that's also in another gymnasium, another big group of people for that library show. Mm -hmm. And some security officer runs up to me and says, you can't park that here. I said, well, I'm doing a show right here in this room. I always park here. You got three minutes to move this off property. We're just missing school right now. So I guess they had summer school going Uh on or something. Apparently. Then I had to park it like two football fields away and just start loading in from there. And it was was brutal because it was straight uphill. Wasn't fun. Yeah. Um, But uh, Natalie said, and I knew during the second show that you were having that endoscopy done. Okay. And your mom called me and said she's getting knocked out right now and having her surgery. Okay. And I was a mess. I'm sorry. But when I started the show, it's just like, you know. It turns off. Yeah. 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 The outside world turns off when the show starts. That's a good thing. But as soon as it's over, at the end of the show, I'm taking autographs of people and... um I'm taking autographs, taking pictures of people and everything and signing autographs. Yeah. And I have a Fitbit on my ankle because I get broken out with the metal and I don't want it on my arm and everything. And my ankle is just buzzing at the end of the show. And it was all these phone numbers from California and New York. And I'm like, oh, no, is that the doctor's numbers? Is the anesthesiologist calling me for some reason? I was wow. just, I was freaking out. And then at the, um, as soon as I said goodbye to the last person, I picked up the phone. And I couldn't listen to the messages. But I could see it's transcribed on my voicemail. Okay. And I could read who it was. It was my publicist's mom was checking in on oh. me. And like a call for a, a show. Okay. The guy that's booking us for an illusion show. He's got a New York phone number. Okay. It was just things like that. But. The phone was ringing, just bzz, bzz, bzz. my ankle was buzzing, and I'm like, "Oh no, yeah." Um, Fine things. After the second show, um, I brought Lana here to tag out with Natalie, and Lana got to visit. And once, yeah. once the mom left, once your mom left, <sighs> um, you said you felt better, but then that night. That night, I got into a lot of pain, and, um... They were just saying it was gas pain from the endoscopy. Yeah, they were saying I probably had some gas just from surgery. Um, and, yeah, the endoscopy, they knocked me out. It wasn't surgery, it was endoscopy, but they still knocked me out. So having that all happen, um, and, um, they, anyway... And I was kind of supporting them. Sorry, this might be too much information, but whatever. I was burping and I was farting. So I was kind of supporting their gas theory. Um, And so the nurse was like, I mean, it was bad. It hurt horribly. It was painful. And I was like, but it doesn't feel like, you know, when you have gas, it kind of bubbles around inside of you and moves around. And this wasn't happening. I was like, it's not really moving. And she was like, all right, well, let's lay on your left side. And hopefully that'll help because that'll help move 
things along, it'll stretch out the, you know, that part of you and the gas will be able to be freed up. So I did that and um, I kind of went through, poor Wes, he wasn't getting any sleep. I felt awful. But I kind of went through periods where I, I dozed off and then, um, and then I'd wake up because I was in pain. And, um, and then it would ease up and I, enough that I was, I could sleep. But then it got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. Um, and I was like, I'm in pain. I'm in pain. It hurts. It hurts. This isn't gas, Wes. This hurts so bad. And I'm saying, honey, people go to the hospital and think they're having heart attacks for gas. Gas can be this painful. Because when they did an endoscopy, they had to pump her full of nitrogen gas or something. Yeah, just to Nit- kind of see, open things up and see and place the stent and everything. So, um, but I, I was like, this isn't. This doesn't feel like gas. This does not feel like gas. It hurts. It hurts. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. And um, so they had given me Zofran earlier, which makes it so that you don't puke. It's for nausea, and it helps you to not puke. Um, because I had had that earlier. And um, and they were like, you know, just the anxiety from the pain is probably what's making her feel like she's going to puke. So we'll give this to her. So I had Zofran in me, and I was like, no, I'm going to puke. And I started, I, I did, I started puking. And if you have ever had stomach star- surgery, and then you puke, it is not a good feeling for your muscles to contract like that when they have big old holes in them. Um, so that was horrible. Um, and we had the lights dimmed real good in our room to be able to sleep. <clears throat> and so when I... I didn't have much in me. I was mostly dry heaving, but I did get up a few like globs. And I looked at Wes, I was like, oh my gosh, am I puking up blood clots? What is going on? It looked like my mom used to buy chicken livers to scare the kids at Halloween. It looked like you were puking up bits of organs. It 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 wasn't pretty. Yeah. And it was, it was was downright scary. It was scary. The trash bag that she puked into was transparent. You could see through it. And it looked like she was puking up pure chicken livers. Yeah. And I was I was scared. And I asked I I just looked at Wes and I said, I don't want more surgery. I don't want more surgery. Cause I don't want more surgery. So that was that night. She's getting teary eyed. And when you hear that high pitch beep, she's allowed to take um more uh, dilated every six minutes, so she's pumping it because she's talking here. But anytime she's awake, she's pushing that button, so you'll hear that high pitch beep, yeah. and that's that's her pulling that trigger. No, because so, you're in pain right this second. I'm letting the audience know. Yeah. Even though you're talking and you sound good, you're in pain still. Um. So anyway, the nurse looked at it and um, she said, "No, that is a green bean." She wrenched. She poured she, the. Puke out in the sink yeah. and washed it off that to explore amazing what she threw up. Yeah, and and she's like, "That's a that's a green bean. Like that is a undigested green bean." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So then after I puked, I felt better. But you hadn't eaten for how long? I hadn't eaten for two days. So what they were thinking was, um, you know. I probably puked up 
the green bean because you get put under with an and anyway you get knocked out that many times your bowel system and and your intestines slow down and so mine had had slowed down immensely and um and they're like so it's just not working so then things start to kind of float and this probably just floated back up and got pushed out and then yeah you puked it out so that's that's what that was. And then I was like, okay, well, I feel better now that I puked, so that's good. So I felt better Thursday morning, and but I also felt bad because poor Wes didn't get a good night's sleep yet again, and he had to go to Massanutten <laughs> that day. Sorry. So Massanutten, I'm grabbing Lana, and I'm going to Massanutten. And since Massanutten's on a mountain... We had put an illusion, a new illusion in the back of our RV, our trailer. And when I dropped the trailer, this illusion comes rolling at me and it's probably 300 pounds. And I'm fighting it and struggling with it. But I could scream at the top of my lungs. Lana's in the RV hanging out in her bunk bed watching Nickelodeon shows and playing on her iPad. So I'm out there. The struggle is real. I'm trying not to get run over. Um but the show was great. Everything was great. Um, fighting gravity and fighting that illusion was the hardest thing, loading in, loading out the show. But the show was fantastic. I had a great time. Yeah, a great audience it sounded like. It sounded like they were real receptive and had a really good time. Dude, I turned it off and I rocked it. It was a, It was one of those shows that's like I was in such a groove and it was so good of feeling. Yeah. It was magical, and that sounds corny, but it was it was awesome. That's good. Like I, I wished I was videotaping that show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and on the way home, and I loaded out that show and loaded in the show and got back in the car and started heading home. And I told them everybody that I'd be at the hospital about seven o'clock that night. And at six, I'm pulling into my driveway, and Natalie's mom called and said, "Where are you?" Uh. I said, I'm at home. I'll, I'll be there in a minute. And she said, well, you need to hurry up and get here because Natalie's not doing good. She called on my behalf because I, I wasn't feeling good. I was in pain again, and I knew you were on your way. But um, I was like, can you just call him and ask him where he is? Because I just needed I needed a time frame of when you were going to get to the hospital because that was going to get me through. So it was something for me to look forward to even though I was in pain. And um, I just dropped the trailer, dropped the RV, changed clothes. I threw the animals in the office, in my office, and asked Willow to put them away for me. And um, I got in the car and took off. I didn't even get dinner that night. I mean, I went to the hospital and just ran. I was going to stop and try to get something healthy, a fast food, a salad, and, and you know, a chicken breast or something. But didn't have time. I just flew straight here. The cafeteria was closed. So um, I just ate snacks all night long. I was starving. But I had to hold her hand and get her through this because when I got here, she was on her side and she was moaning hard. And and we had told Lana, because I had felt better that morning, that, you know, Lana, you can come back to the hospital with Daddy, Wes, and then you can go back home with, with my mom, with her granny. Um, and just visit with me for a few minutes. So 
I was laying on my left side again because they were like, it's probably gas again. And I was like, I don't think it is, but whatever, I'll lay on my left side. And um, um, so she came in and I tried my hardest. Um, I smiled at her. I don't know if it was a nice, a good smile or not, but I didn't want her to freak out. I did my best not to freak her out. Um, but the minute she left, I was like, okay, oh, I'm in pain. Um, and it was, you know, it was bad. So that day they were letting me eat because they had found the problem. They put a stent in, they got the stone out. They're not going to have to do any more surgery. You can eat. And, um, but they put me on clear liquids. So the only thing I was eating was broth and I was drinking water because I was, I, I could have had juice or something, but I was too scared. (laughs) Um, so I had beef broth for lunch and I think I might've eaten maybe a third of the bowl and I gave up because my stomach started to not feel real good. Um, and then by the time dinner came, it had calmed down a little and I was like, I need, I need food. I need nutrition. I need, I need this for energy to get better. I'm going to try and eat, even though I don't really feel like it. And I think I might have had three spoonfuls, and I put it down, and I looked at my mom, and I was like, I can't do it. It hurts. And she was like, that's okay. You heard um, the nurse say that they have, like, bouillon in the nutrition kitchen on the floor. We can get you some of that later. Maybe you'll feel like it later. And I was like, okay, I think that's what I'm going to do. And so I laid on my left side and I did not move. I did not want to move because it hurt to move. It hurt awful to move. And so um, I ended up starting to hurt so bad that they gave me Dilaudid. And I was like, if y'all think this is gas, you're going to give me Dilaudid for gas? Is that going to help? And they were like, yeah, it's pain. It'll take away the pain. It's like, okay. So, um, yeah, it was, it was awful. And so finally it got so bad that we called the nurse in again. And she was like, you know, you've been in the same position. Maybe, you know, cause this doesn't sound like gas. Finally, you know, this nurse listened to me. I was like, it doesn't feel like gas. And she, her name is Laura listened to me and she was like let's get you in a different position because I don't think it's gas you may find a position to to sit in or lay in or be in just that feels better and so I moved and I got into a different position and um I was still in a a lot of pain it was awful it was horrible so, is that when you tried the bouillon for another time when you were sitting straight up in bed? No. What I caused quit, the spasms? I had quit taking that. Um, oh, they gave me. They. So Laura was trying to talk to people, and she agreed that it probably wasn't gas, but whoever was above her, and this was not my doctor, but whoever was on for that night, said. Maybe, you know, it's poop issues. Maybe she's constipated. Give her some Miralax. 
That's right. They had you, you sipped that out of that straw. Yeah. And then she started having severe spasms. And the way I explained that to friends and family was it looked like a ghost was stabbing her in the belly. Um, she would she would just pulsate up out of the bed, but it started at her belly. And then her whole head would come up and like severe hiccups, but starting at her belly and her whole body would jerk. It was the worst pain I have ever had in my entire life. And that's from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock, just constantly, this ghost is stabbing her. These spasms are happening, full body convulsions. Um, They gave her anti-spasm medication um, to stop her from doing that. But still, she was dealing with the crazy pain for hours. Yeah. At 1 a.m., she mustered up enough energy to say... um, I said, honey, you can do this. You gave birth to all three kids with no medication. Mm-hmm. I'm rubbing her head. I'm holding her hand. I'm setting my knees on the floor next to her. That was her taking Dilaudid just now. And um, you give birth to all three kids. You're tough. You can do this. And she was so tired and so moaning and everything. She mustered up the strength to say, yeah, but in childbirth, it gives you breaks. Yeah. Uh, This isn't giving me any breaks. There was no breaks. It was constant pain. It just went from, you know, excruciating pain to extremely excruciating pain to excruciating pain to extremely excruciating pain. And there was just, I just know there was a time where Wes wanted to go get somebody. And I said, please don't leave me. Hold my hand. Please don't leave me. I didn't want him to leave me. I didn't know what was going on. It was scaring the crap out of me. And since she was on the lotted and she was sitting straight up in the bed, if she would, like, get a break where she wasn't moaning or anything and she'd, like, take a micro nap, like, 15, 30 seconds, she would fall asleep. And she'd wake up and scream in pain. And when she would do that, her mouth would gape open. Um... And that's what we were sleeping, yeah. Yeah, and that's what we were dealing with. And then she, you know, would wake up and scream and moan and And all this time our nurse is running around. She is trying I know she made so many phone calls to get somebody to listen to her because she was like this is not gas. This is something and we need to figure out what is wrong. And it's one in the morning and all the upper ups are asleep. And, and they, they said that deal with me, and so they're just not listening. And they're like, "Give her the Miralax." The Miralax put her in even more pain, and she—I could tell, even in my fog of pain, I could tell that she was frustrated over there. Um, but at the same time, I was like in my head yelling at her, "Do something!" But she was, she was, she listened to me. So she said she may have made some enemies on the floor, but she didn't care. She was trying to take care of Natalie. And it's like, oh, God bless you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, But at some point, Natalie uh, looked at me, and she was in so much pain, and the pain was just going on and on and on and on. And she looked at me, and she said, am I going to die? Now, the night before, she was saying, am I going to have more surgery? Now she's saying, am I going to die? And before, I had, yeah, I had never felt this kind of pain before. I and I, 
some with that kind of pain, something is extremely wrong and nobody's helping us figure it out. And what what do I do? am I dying? And before I could even say no, her jaw dropped wide open without any gravity, without any hesitation, without any muscle control. It just gaped open and her eyes rolled her eyes were open and they rolled back in her head. And it was just, you know, a split second, maybe five seconds is all that was. I grabbed her chin, Natalie, and I'm calling her name, and I lift her chin up, and I snap her back into it, and I'm hitting that call button and telling the nurses. Her eyes roll back in her head, somebody get in here, quick, 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 quick. And that was the scariest damn thing I've ever had in my life. Um, It was awful. I know I have PTSD from that. Every time I would tell my friends that story... Or anybody asking how she was doing, I would start the sentence with, I thought I lost her last night. Um, and I would I would tear up and I would cry. Um, yeah, you're probably going to need therapy after this week. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I know it's nothing I can control, but I feel so bad. I've put so many people through so much. Well, Laura, um, like she said, Laura took charge. Laura got results. Uh Natalie said, if any of my listeners know how to nominate her for the Daisy Award, it's some fancy nursing award. Of all people, she deserves it. If you know how to do that, please let me know. Um, I can barely stay awake. I mean, for five minutes, the fact that I've stayed awake this long is a miracle. So I can't research it right now. Um, but I, if, if I don't hear from any of y'all, I will research it cause I am going to get that girl nominated for a Daisy award and hopefully she wins it. Cause if anybody deserves it, she did, she does because she's, she didn't quit. She stood up for me. She finally got in touch with my doctor, um, and at two in the morning. Yeah. And he was amazing because he listens to her. He didn't just poo poo her. Because she has to go through the protocol of who to call first. And finally she said, forget it, I'm calling him directly. And I guess she's not supposed to do that, but she did it anyway. And um, he listened. Thank you, Jesus. He listened. And so um, he allowed her to give me Dilaudid and to give it to me more frequently to stop the pain. And he took blood work and he did way more extensive blood work to try and figure out what was going on. So they drugged me up good, and I actually dozed in and out, um, which, thank God, you know, that the pain had settled even just a little bit. It wasn't much, but it settled a little bit. And Laura came in our room. I don't even know what time it was. Do you? No, I don't know where you're going with this. To tell us what was wrong. The blood work came back? The mm-hmm. results? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, it well, was a couple hours after your blood work was taken. Yeah. She came back and she said, I've got good news, but it's bad news. And I was like, what? She said, I've got good news, but it's bad news. Good news is that we know it's wrong. Bad news is it's pancreatitis. And she said, so it trumps everything. Everything stops. We're not trying to get you to poop anymore. We're not, you do not get, you're not eating anything. You you no longer get to eat a thing because that's 
exasperating it. Um, setting you up with a, a pump so you can pump your own medicine. So I have a nice fancy schmancy button here that Wes was telling you about where I get to hit it um, every six minutes as needed for pain. Um, and it'll give me a dose of Dilaudid for the pain in my belly, for pancre- my pancreas, I suppose. Um, and so they got that all set up. But she said the reason they know that is it's like the the lipids or lipase or I don't know, whatever the, whatever the enzymes are. The normal range is 7 to 60. Mine was just about at 6,000. So they were like... No wonder you're in pain. Yeah, you have pancreatitis. So we're going to get you a pain button. So they got that machine all set up. And um, they said that's all they can do. All you can do, there's no pill to heal pancreatitis there's no medication to heal it there's no nothing I can do except rest which means I can't eat or drink anything I've I've been allowed an ice chip here and there um and then but no more than two ice chips an hour now it at first it was no ice chips it was just I had those little sponge things to wet my mouth when it got cottony then I got moved up to, you know, one ice chip. Now now I can do two an hour. Um, and then they said, so you just rest it, which means no eating, no drinking, and pain management, which is why they gave me this machine. And they're like, and we give you control over um, the medicine because that way I don't have to – I was having to wait for every two – Four hours? I don't remember. It was, it was two either two, or four, two hours or four hours for the next dose of medication. Um, and so. And if the nurses were with another patient, you would get it late. And then right. you have to. And then I was chasing the pain. Yeah. Um, and so they gave me this so that I can pump it myself. And um, that's been helping. But that was at 4 a.m. They hooked you up to that. And yeah, I they finally did. laid on the couch to try to get some sleep. There it was right there. She just hit it now. I've been talking so much. But um, I lay on the couch beside her, and they're plugging her up, and they're like, we got her now, Wes. You can you can lay your head down. And and as soon Once as I... again, I kept him up all night long, and he had shows the next day. And as soon as, and as, soon as I laid my head down, I was out. And I was out hard. Yeah. And the next thing I remember is this loud bang. And I'm tucked in with the covers, and I have a pillow on my head, one under my head, and I'm, like, levitating across the room. As soon as I hear that bang, I'm up, and I see shadows, and I see both nurses bending over over to pick something up, and I thought it was Natalie. I thought they were trying to move her to the bathroom, and they dropped her. And I yell out a curse word or something. I'm, I'm standing on top of covers, trying to run with covers wrapped around my legs. And I totally missed Natalie laying in the bed because oh, I'm yeah. looking over at what fell and where the noise was. And I said, Natalie, no. And they had dropped the machine that gives her the drug medication. They yeah, say it's really they, high. It takes two nur- heavy, heavy. And it takes two nurses to plug it in. And they dropped it. And, and Yeah. And she was like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. It's all okay. She's fine. She's on the bed. 
I thought I lost her just an hour earlier. I thought she was dead. They were so apologetic. They felt horrific. So I was I was on edge with Natalie and this this PTSD it kicked in. I was I was I can't explain how much on edge I was. Anyway, that was our Friday, that was our Thursday night. Yeah, it was a very eventful night that I never ever 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 want to repeat. And I am I got to tell you, I am so glad that I only have one gallbladder. <laughs> so, Friday I spent the night No, fr- we're on Friday now. Yeah. So Friday morning you had to get up. Friday morning I had to get up and leave super early because I had to go to Maryland to go to Hyatt Regency Resort in Cambridge, taking Lana with me. Uh, the in-laws are now here, both of them. But the father-in-law uh, is the cancer doctor for kids, and now he's got the weekend off, and he's here also taking shifts with his wife. Yeah, he switched his days off around for me because he had Saturday through Tuesday off, so he had an extra day for... Um, Independence Day off, and he said, no, I'm going to switch my day off to Friday so I can come help out, which was very, very sweet of him. And um, I told them, I I can't switch out at the the house. I need you guys to switch out at the hospital because every time we leave Natalie, both doctors come in and start talking to her, but she's on this machine, and they're giving her this crazy description about what's going on, what to expect, where to go, what to do. And by the time she falls asleep and wakes up, did I dream that or did the doctors come in here? And we're missing it. At the time, I'm looking at them. I'm like, okay, I'm concentrating really hard. I'm going to remember this. I got this. It makes sense. Do you have any questions? No, I don't have any questions. I got it. Seriously, like 10 minutes later, Wes calls him like the doctor showed up. He said, cool. What did he say? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, we had to... um we spent like an hour and a half going over notes for this podcast because both of our brains are so foggy. I've had yeah. I I'm on I'm averaging like 3 to 4 hours sleep a night still. Natalie is still 11 days into this. Her pain is between 9 and nine, yeah. It'll 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 hit 9 um sometimes 10 and they're like just keep hitting the button and I'm like, "Well, the problem when it gets that high, it's when I actually get a good stretch of sleep, and I can't hit the button when I'm sleeping. So then I wake up in pain, and I'm having to chase the pain with the button every six minutes. But it'll go down. It'll go down pretty low. I, you know, I've had some good, good bits of time where it's you know, point five, one, you know, level of pain. So that's been good. But um. So Friday, she was just uh, managing the pain all day long, but she was still in pain. Yeah. I did close-up magic at Hyatt, and I did good. It's a six-hour drive. I got up there with Lana. Everything was good. We went to Walmart before I got to the resort because it's across the street from the turn-in to the resort. And um, I I just spoiled her and got her a ton of junk food because she did not want to be with me. She wanted to be with Mom, but she can't be with Mom. She'd have been at home with Willow. So um, I bought her donuts, I bought her Lunchables, I bought her candy, I bought her anything. I, I think I spent like $30 in junk food on her. Did and you I, end up giving her any sort of toy? No. No, I was just curious. 
No. She was showing me all the junk food, and I was like, is there a toy in there? And she just kind of smirked at me. So I didn't know if that was a yes or a no. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was, because I knew you were going to spoil her, take it on her trip while on to Maryland on her own, you know. Well, no, I didn't get her any toys, but we, I got her a ton of food. Yeah. And I told her, I said, you know, I, I have to do close-up magic, but what I need you to do when I get back to the room, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to go to bed 9, 10 o'clock, whenever I can. I haven't slept for three hours a night, every night, since mom went into the hospital. So uh, this will be my first night not sitting in a, sleeping in a chair, not sleeping on a couch. Yeah. I laid my head down, and I was gone. And I told her, I said, you got Nickelodeon, you got candy, you got junk food, you got sodas, you're good to go. Just don't leave the hotel room, which she knows. I mean, that was I was just being over the top. But I'm like, don't invite strangers to party, but you get to party by yourself. And she thought that was funny. And I said, have fun. And I woke up at... I'm out of medicine. Oh, no. Should we pause this? Yeah. Hold on. All right, well, sorry about that. Natalie ran out of the lauded. So um, we took a 10-minute break. We have another 15 minutes to wait on pharmacy to bring her more medicine. And when they get in here, I guess we'll take another break. But um, so Lana, I told Lana to party. Party, Lana. Hang, hang out. Have fun. I laid my head on that pillow, and I was out. I slept hard till like 3 in the morning. I think it was like... 10 or 11 when I went to sleep. I woke up at 3 in the morning and realized I hadn't taken my contacts out or brushed my teeth. And I look over and Lana's playing on her iPad eating cookies. Uh And I'm like, all right, party's over. Time to go to bed. Um, But anyway. Well, she did tell me. She said the next day, she said, Daddy gave me that freedom, but I went ahead and I went to bed at 1230 because I did not want to be cranky. Um... She didn't tell me she got up at 3 a.m., though, to play again. But what did she t- say to you when you woke up? With- Dad, I went to sleep, but I got up and I, I couldn't sleep, so I got up and pushed play again. That's funny. She did all the things to make her not sleep, eat sugar and, and turn on a screen. Right. That- <laughs> but that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, it's okay. Mommy's She's- in the hospital. She was going through some stuff, too. She was getting spoiled. It is what it is. Well, and the other thing is, my phone was ringing off the hook, people asking, checking on Natalie, and I kept telling the story over and over. I thought I lost her, and I'm crying, and she's hearing that over and over, so she was going through her own stuff, too. Yeah. That's got to be hard to hear, you know? Ten-year-old girl, your mommy's everything, and so... I put her through the ringer, too, and I just... Well, stop. You didn't do anything. All right, so Saturday, um, I'm at the hotel, and my phone is just ding, ding, dinging off the hook with Facebook messages and text messages, but I had my alarm clock set, but I was so tired and couldn't keep my eyes open that I didn't turn off my do not disturb thing. So I'm telling myself every time I hear the phone ding with a message... Well, it can't be the hospital, because if it's the hospital, they'll call me. So they're not going to send me a text message that Natalie's worse off or had to go to the ER or surgery or whatever. They'll call me. Well, at 7 in the morning, Natalie's mom butt-dials me. 
And I jump out the bed, and I'm pulling covers across the room, running to my phone again, tripping over covers. And um, I pick up the phone, and there's no one there. So I call Natalie's mom back, and I'm like, hey, 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 you just called me? What's up? What's going on? What's going on? Oh, nothing, honey. I just butt-dialed you. Well, I am wide awake. My adrenaline's going boom, 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 boom. I'm done. I can't sleep. So I go on the balcony because I didn't want to wake Lana up. And I called Natalie and started talking to Natalie. Um, and we had a good talk. You were you were alert. Yeah. You were good. You were you were in pain, but you were managing it. I was awake. Yeah, I was awake at that point. And, um, Daddy had spent the night with me that night, and I said I slept real good except for one point when a freight train was going through my room. My dad <laughs> fell asleep on. Um, there's a recliner chair, and he fell asleep on the recliner chair. And in the middle of the night, I would do the noise, but it would hurt too bad. But it was the loudest snoring I have ever heard in my life. And, you know, I kind of only halfway woke up on the first one. And then I woke up the next one, and I was like, I'm so drugged. I'm going to be able to sleep through it. And then he did it again. I was like, nope. So I called out, so I said, Daddy... He said, yeah, what's wrong? I said, nothing. I just, don't you think you'd be a little more comfortable on the couch? And he said, I was snoring, wasn't I? I said, yeah. <laughs> so he was real nice about it. And he he got up and um, moved to the couch. And, and he didn't snore anymore. So we were good. All right, Natalie's grabbing her belly. She doesn't Sorry. have a delighted machine. She's in pain here i'll try to take over for a little while um my resort that i was um you were gonna hit your trigger you don't have it don't you're have grabbing it. it and getting ready to hit it yeah. um the resort i was working is massanutten resort and no, no i'm at i'm at hyatt regency resort in cambridge and it's july 4th weekend and that place is packed with my rv and trailer i am parked at the back of the back of the back of the parking lot and I couldn't get close to the loading dock. I couldn't get close to the front of the resort to load in. I had to load in from the back of the parking lot. Natalie says it's three football fields. I think it's more like five. Oh, okay. It's, it's, I'll take your word for it. It's a long walk. And that's just to get to the door of the hotel. That's not getting to your room that has the show. So I had to take it trip by trip. And um, it was July 4th weekend. It's burning up hot um i'm in show clothes i just got ready in the room that day and i'm in show clothes and i'm loading but i'm trying not to get soaking wet carrying everything because i'm in show clothes right. um and one of the the guys at the resort came to check on me and he was like uh, one of the maintenance guys or event guys or whatever and he's like hey man how you doing everything good i haven't seen you in a while yeah i'm doing good things are weird though my wife's in the hospital Dude, I thought I lost her last night. Because I'm freaking out. I'm telling everybody. And he and another guy from the event planning or maintenance or whatever they are, I mean, they were just pulled up a chair and just listened to my story of me talking about Nat- Natalie. And they were like... probably helpful to get it out, you know? Well, but they felt so bad for me. They were like, what can we do? I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. And they were like, no, we got golf carts. We'll help you load this stuff in. So I was able to throw the odds and ends stuff on the back of the golf cart and save me a trip. That's awesome. Um, 
let's see, where are we at in the notes here? Uh, the last point. <sighs> but you had a good show, yeah? The show was fantastic. I I even did magic classes afterwards, and it went great. And then um, I told Natalie, I said, I'm going to do the show, I'm going to do the classes, I'm going to pack it all up, carry it all out to the RV, and then I'm going to call you. As soon as the classes were over, I had to call Natalie. I'm freaking out. I'm I'm worried. So I called Natalie, checked on her, and then I said, all right, now I'm going to go start taking trips. And it took me a lot longer to pack up because I'm not used to packing up the big show. I'm not used to doing all that. And then I told Lana, um, you know, my walk was so long. I needed her to watch the equipment. Her iPad, she was on Wi-Fi so she could make a phone call. If you need me, call me. My phone's in my pocket. Call me. And I come back, and she said, Psst, I called Mommy. Mm-hmm. I talked to Mommy while you were loading out. Yeah. Because I'm gone for, like, 45 minutes at least, taking it all the way out there and putting stuff away. And here was the sweet thing. She texted my, my mom first and said, is is it okay if I call, if I call Mommy? Is she awake? And, I mean, she was... She was being real sweet about it to check and make sure it was an okay time and everything. And my my mom looked up. She said, Lana's texting me asking if she can FaceTime you. I said, yes, she can FaceTime me. So I was I was alert at that point. Uh, by the end of our conversation, I was I was kind of done. I was ready to go to sleep. But we had a nice 10, 15-minute conversation over FaceTime. It was, it was sweet. Um. So, um, what does it say? I slept at home. I slept at home that night. Yeah, you guys didn't get back until 1 in the morning. So, it's a six-hour drive from the Hyatt up in Maryland. And by the time I got home, it was 1 a.m. I could barely keep my eyes open. And um, something had happened that night. I don't don't know what it was. It was just that I remember telling people that, you know, I think this is a learning experience for Lana – because at the resort, we use, they usually give us a room with two queen-size beds and a, and a cot or a pull-out sofa. And Lana always gets the cot or the pull-out sofa. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to fight Willow. I want the sofa. I want You, can't, you get the cot. I get the sofa. You get the queen bed. Whatever. And she's like, I don't even care. I'll sleep in a closet. I'll sleep on the floor. I just wish mommy was here. I don't even care about that anymore. I'm like, well, there you go. She's learning priorities, and she's learning about... So damn sweet. (laughs) Say it again? That is so damn sweet. Yeah, she was like, I'll sleep in the closet. I'll sleep in the floor. I just wish mommy was here. And um, I'm driving home in the RV, and I'm just sitting there thinking about my weekend. Uh, When Natalie and I got married... Well, heck, I mean, since I was... 26 years old, 25 years old, getting haircuts at different places. The hairdressers are like, man, you're thinning out back there. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. That's rude. I don't know why you're saying that. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I got married, my uncle told me, he said it looked like I had a reverse yarmulke. I was getting a bald patch back there. So one of my... That's not what you want to hear on your wedding day. One of my uh, hairdressers said, oh, there's a thing you can do. You can get little... Fibers. You can get mm-hmm. uh, keratin fibers and, and sprinkle it on your head, and it makes it look like you have hair. It sticks to your hair that you do have and thickens your hair. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that since 2014. Before I worked on Carbonero Effect, I was doing that. 
But the, the, it was getting worse and worse. And Natalie always powdered my head for me. It's hard to use the mirror and do all that. It's hard to see the back of your own head. Well, and yeah. and I don't have Natalie. So I'm trying to powder my own head. I'm trying to get Lana ready. I'm trying to do all this. I'm, I'm trying to make it look like I have hair. And uh, apparently I, I did okay because I fooled some of my best friends. Yeah. And I, I told you it looked fine, you know. But I knew you were getting frustrated with it because... You know, if you hit your head on something or if it rained. God forbid if it rained. Yeah. Because I would have bald spots in the in the fiber stuff of yeah. skin showing through. And you always felt bad because you're like, it's raining. I'm supposed to be a gentleman and be the one that lugs everything through the rain. But you're going to have to do it. Bye. Because you, your hair. All my hair would fall off, I yeah. tell her. And um, yeah, we get up at... Like, today I have to get up at 4 a.m. to go home by 5, to leave the house by 7, to go to Northern Virginia to do a show at 10 a.m. And days like that, after the show's over, I want to just find a parking lot and take a nap before I drive home. But I have to sleep on my belly and hand on my forehead because I can't lay down in the bed. I'll get fibers all over the bed. And um, I just hit a breaking point, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm powdering my own head. I'm trying to wash my hair off. I'm trying to do it secretly in the hotel bathroom so the guests don't see me doing this. It's embarrassing. I went home that night. It was 1 in the morning, and I just took a razor to my head, and I just shaved my entire head. I am as bald as the, what's the dude's name? Mr. Clean. Yeah. I I didn't even take it down to little fibers. I took it down to skin. Completely bald. And and you didn't even ask me. But we had talked about it before. I said, just try it. Your hair will grow grow back if you don't like it. But I tell you what, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, Lana didn't. Yeah, well, that's Lana. Lana has a hard time with change sometimes. I think she's going to come around. You're going to be all right. So The boys haven't had an issue. It's not no. like they ran screaming from nope, you. They're nope. totally fine with it. But, um... So I slept at home that night, and then Sunday morning I had another resort in Fredericksburg called Wilderness Resort. And I had to get up early, and we had to go do that show. And I grabbed Lana, and I have a baseball hat on. I have my Magic Man logo hat on and my show clothes. And no one noticed, and Lana's upstairs running errands, and I get Natalie's dad and Willow in the kitchen. And I'm like, guys, I got a surprise for you. I did something crazy last night. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I took my hat off, and Willow went, bah! <laughs> and she's laughing her butt off. And I put the hat on, and her dad was like, yeah, I could tell something was different with your hair this morning. Uh, he could see that it was completely shaved in the back. I had the hat on backwards. And um, I said, Willow, what are you laughing at? And I took the hat off again. <laughs> Every time I'd take it off and put it on, it was like I was playing with my one-year-olds. Every time I would tickle them, they would giggle and belly laugh. She was doing that every time I'd reveal my baldness. That's funny. And um, I get to the show at Wilderness Resort. It's not the reaction you want when you're showing people. No, but I mean, it's Willow, so I I, I was playing around, joking around with her, too. And um, I get to Wilderness Resort, which is like an hour and a half away from my house. And I I call the lady, and she says, all right, yeah. I said, well, it's supposed to be at, at this building. And they're like, no, that building's under construction. Well, that's what it says in my contract. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're in the gymnasium today. Okay. And um, and she said, but your show's not until 5. 
Well, no, my show's at one thirty. Oh, let me call my boss. And I'm like, oh, no. So I called Natalie and tell her. I said, uh, they think it's at 5, but we changed it to one thirty. Y'all, Y'all changed the contract months ago. And they hired a new boss with COVID. And the new boss said something, but the old boss didn't have it. One boss at the resort put out a email blast telling everybody it's at 1 o'clock. But the flyer that they give out to every guest that's that's there at the resort had a had a paper flyer that said the show was at five PM. So we might have, you know, five people or fifty people show up at one o'clock, but we're gonna have a packed house at five o'clock. What do I do? And I call Natalie, Natalie's crying because she hasn't seen me in three days. I haven't seen you in three days and we have made plans to bring Lana and the boys to visit. I haven't seen I hadn't seen the boys since I came to the hospital. And I have been looking forward to it. And that day, everything had just kind of, it's like it hit me how long I'd been in the hospital, how slowly I'm healing, how long it's been since I've seen my babies. And then on top of that, you had been gone for three days, which I knew you needed to be, but I didn't, didn't mean I enjoyed it. And it just, it's like everything hit me and then you have to move the show back. Well, now I don't get to see my babies tonight. And it just, I boo-hooed. I, it just, that was the straw that broke the camel's back emotionally. And so I just let it all out and I boo-hooed. And I'm telling the people that hired me, I'm like, oh, no. Because Natalie, I almost lost her the other night. And then I tell them that whole story. And um, they're, oh, no, well, you don't have to be here if you want to just cancel the show. If I cancel the show, I'm not getting paid. And I don't want you guys upset, and I don't want this, and I don't want that. And No, we have to do the show. We'll do the show. Oh, are you sure? We can do it now. If we do it now, we're going to have four people show up. And plus, now it's one thirty. What time are we going to do it? Because I have to load in. It's not going to work. I guess we'll just do five. Okay, well, do you and Lana want to go play putt-putt? No, because that's at the front of the resort, and I don't want to move the van and the trailer, the RV and the trailer, all the way up the front of the resort to play putt putt to come all the way back. Would you guys like to go play on the lake? I, Lana's in a dress. I'm in show clothes, suit pants, logo T-shirt, backwards hat. Not really, but that could be an adventure. I'll take Lana's mind off of it. Sure. So they get us a paddle boat, and we go out in the water. Now, since I've shaved my head. My scalp is pretty pale. My face is tan, but my scalp is pale. And I'm like, well, I am on the water. I can get some sun. Mm. So I had to reveal my bald head to Lana. And Lana didn't take it the way I thought she would. Lana started crying. <laughs> and Lana was like, Dad, what did you do? It's embarrassing. Put your hat on. Oh, oh my gosh. And, um, I didn't know she said it was embarrassing. And then she, and we were on the lake by ourselves. Who were we embarrassing? And then I told her that, you know, the show's delayed and I don't even want to be here on the paddle boat. This is, you know, she was not saying it was dumb, but it could have been anything. It could have been a chocolate cake with a fountain of ice cream and da-da-da-da-da. She just wanted her mom. That's all she wanted. She thought that the break was big enough that we could go all the way to town, visit mom and then go all the way back to the resort no that's not going to work that math would not work 
So floating on the lake didn't appease her. Um, and then me sitting there with my bald, pale head didn't make her happy either. Uh-huh. It was a rough day for Lana. So um, I tried to make it up to her. I, I tried to joke around with her in the paddle boat. I tried to. I tried to have frank discussions. I tried to be silly. She was just, she was emotionally just distraught too. She hadn't seen mom in three days. Yeah. And she keeps hearing me tell the story to everybody that I thought I lost her. Um, but you did end up bringing her to the hospital that night after the show. And then my dad took her back home because he stayed until... My dad stayed with me until you got back to the hospital that night. So Lana came Lana came and visited. So she got to see me for a little bit that night. And I showed up at the room and Lana's like, Dad, because I, I had a, a beanie on so you couldn't see that I was missing sideburns and the back of my head was shaved. And um, comfy clothes because I knew I was sleeping on the couch again that night next to Natalie. And um, I said, Lana, do you want to tell her? No, Dad, you tell her. I said, Glenn, you want to tell her? He said, what? I said, good, show her. And he reached up and jerked my beanie off my head. Natalie grabbed her face. Yeah. And um, like the like the, um, like the, the kid in Home Alone, how he ah, covered her mouth. Yeah. And Nat- Lana's like, I told you she'd hate it. I told you she'd hate it. And I said, no, I was just a shock. I love it. I love it. I think you look really sexy. I love it. You're handsome. So, uh, anyway, Natalie, Lana got to visit mom, and I tried to give her alone time with her mom, but her and her dad talked, and we just tried to get her private time with her mom because she was just a mess. Now we're up to Monday. Monday, everybody got together. The in-laws took two cars and brought everybody to the hospital to visit. The boys. Yeah. Lana. Mm-hmm. The in-laws, nieces and nephews, and Willow. Yeah. And you hadn't seen Willow since everything started. I hadn't started. seen Willow since I came back to the hospital. And I just gave her a big old hug, and I said, Willow, I cannot thank you enough. I don't know what I would do without you. I thank you so much for everything that you're doing for us. I mean, just... Thank you. Because, uh, really, if she wasn't here helping us take care of the boys, I don't know what we would have done. And nobody knew when I went into the hospital either time that I would still be here how many days later. We're on 11 now. This is 11th day. Okay. That I'd be here 11 days later. Nobody would have guessed that. And, you know, even now... My doctor comes in every day, and he's like, yep, I mean, we're on the right track. I think your numbers are looking better, and, you know, you're starting to feel a little better, but you're just not there yet. And we just, we're going to get there. We just take it day by day. And I'm just like, man, I just, I want to I wanna be better yesterday. I want to go home, but I know I can't. I can't go home until I can tolerate food. Which I can't yet, so. Well, anyway, the nurses were all excited to see the twins. Yes. I was, I had tears of joy. 
It was the best feeling ever when they walked them into the room and both boys' faces just lit up with a smile when they saw me. And it was uh, it was bittersweet because they want to hug mommy and crawl on mommy and love mommy. And I had to hold them like a, like a puppy over water doing doggy paddles. Yeah. Yeah, they got frustrated a couple times leaning over and they want to give me hugs and they're reaching for me, pulling on my top. We're trying to get closer. I'm like, honey, you just have to put them down because they're getting frustrated. Both of them, the bed was too high, but both of them tried to swing their leg up to try and climb up. But I was giving them hugs and, and kissing them and... You know, when they came up next to the bed, I was just putting my hand around them and rubbing their backs and, and loving on them. And we sang Itsy Bitsy Spider and, you know, did all that kind of thing. But it just, it sucks that I can't hold my babies. But it was, it did me a lot of good to be able to see them. And, um, and because of her surgery, she's not allowed to pick them up for a month. Yeah, a month. Um, but you know, I loved the visit. Um, I think they stayed for about 45 minutes and they started to wrangle everybody up because my head was literally bobbing. I was falling asleep and I was like, no, 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 it's okay. I can last a little longer, but I really couldn't. And it sucked because I knew when they left, I don't know when I'm going to see them again. But we'll make something work. Anyway. Sorry. Then she took a rest for a while and she's still managing pain. She's still in crazy pain. She's still pulling this trigger even as we're speaking. But we're waiting on the machine to get fixed. Uh, she's an emotional wreck. Um, it's 4th of July. Yeah. So um, our neighbors... We have a group text with our little neighborhood. In our little neighborhood, everybody has five acres. One guy has 30. And um, we all talk. And are we doing a family neighborhood get-together thing in the cul-de-sac? Sure, yeah, let's do it. And um, we're like, we'll be there in spirit. Or, I mean, if you guys want to do like a a Zoom thing, we'll be there over Zoom. Yeah, we'll we'll set something up for you guys. So they did. One of the... um, the wives just videotaped over Facebook Live or Facebook Messenger for our private group so that we could watch Lana and Willow and the boys watch fireworks with all of our guys in the neighborhood. Yeah. And um, meanwhile, we're watching the videotape of our neighborhood get-together. And to my left, we have a panoramic view of the city because we're on top of a mountain and we can see I have a corner room I have a corner room with you know half half the room is windows it's real nice and we could see literally nine different firework displays going off at different distances some were closer some were further but it was a panoramic firework display last night yeah it was really pretty it was really pretty out the window, and it was really sweet over the video. Uh, Willow took sparklers um, next to the boys to show them, and they just, their mouths were open, big old smiles. They just thought that was awesome. 
And um, some of the things that made a little bit louder of a noise, they weren't too big of fans of, but... Um, we tried to get them to clap and say, yay, yay so they yeah. wouldn't be scared of it. But they did pretty good, and um, I know Lana had a fun time um, as well. She loves playing with the sparklers, and they have poppers, you know, those things that you throw on the ground, and they make the poppy noise. Um, so I know she had fun. She didn't. She didn't talk to us as much because she had friends to, to talk with. Yeah. So we kind of got lower on the totem pole as far as being talked to. But you could see she was having a good time. So that was, that was nice to see. I was I was glad that I could, be a part of it, even though I wasn't actually there. Now timeline wise, we're Monday. This is day ten, in storyline. We're actually talking to you on day. 11 and this will come out day 12 of you being in the hospital and you're not going anywhere tomorrow you'll Mm -hmm. still be here Mm -hmm. when this podcast comes out but at day 10 you still haven't eaten or pooped in 10 days and you're not hungry everybody keeps saying oh i'm not gonna eat in front of you yeah i'm like no you're totally fine nothing nothing's making me nauseous i'm not nauseous at all if you're worried about that and i'm not hungry i mean i'm really not i'm not hungry so your food smell, you know, it smells great. It smells really good. But please eat with me because I want company. Don't leave to eat. Stay here. Um, and I'm fine. Now. I got, I got my ice chips right here. See, I can eat one now. And um, what pill did they give you that caused spasms? Uh-huh. It was an anti-spasm pill. So when you have pancreatitis, it'll, it'll spasm. No, no, no. That's not pancreatitis. It's actually um, the... The stent. The stent makes things spasm in your belly. And so um, they gave me an anti-spasm pill. And it only comes in pill form. They can't put it in the IV. And it's this tiny little pill. So I took it, and I knew I couldn't drink anything without causing problems. But they were like, it's tiniest pill. Take the tiniest sip of water. You should be okay. So I did. I took just enough water to be able to slide that pill down my throat. And a couple minutes later, my belly was killing me. And I was like, I can't even take... I can't even take a tiny sip of water without my belly hurting. This is... This is taking forever to heal. This is this is not. This isn't. I'm not going home anytime soon. Yeah. So uh, that's Monday. That's Fourth of July. I didn't have any shows because I had all my resorts that weekend, mm-hmm. and um, and leading up to that, Tuesday today I had no shows, but um, I had to do some video editing for the television show, and I had to leave her for a little while. She had a procedure done at 9 a.m. to be able to give her nutrients because... Yeah, it's called a pick line. So they put um, an IV in you and a tube runs up your arm and it stops fairly close to your heart is what they say. And so they do it for all sorts of things. I mean, chemo patients get it and everything. I I'm getting it. So that I can have 
what they call a TPN, which is pretty much liquid nutrition. So since I can't eat and drink, you know, they were giving me fluids and that's good enough for a while. But now that it's been as long as it's been, my blood sugar was starting to drop real good. And so they were like, well, we need we need to give you something more because you haven't eaten in so long and you need more nutrients. So I'm going to hook you up to, to the liquid nutrients. So here we are. Um, they put that in this morning at 9 a.m., but they don't have any of the bags of stuff ready till 8 p.m. Because apparently the pharmacy doesn't make it until the evening time. Dude, they got her back in the room about 10. And I'm like, all right, well, give her the food. Give her food. She hasn't eaten in 10 days. Give her something. Oh, well, that doesn't come till 8 o'clock tonight. Well, then why did you take her the procedure at 9 in the morning? Why don't you take her at 6? Yeah. That just made no sense to me. Wow. But um, they said it's kind of like Gatorade, what you're getting in your bloodstream. It's sugar water and stuff. For the nu- for the nutrients. Nutrients. Yeah. It's oh, got okay. electrolytes and, and it looks like a bag of Mountain Dew. Yeah. That's what it yeah. looks like. But yeah, so I'm hoping that that will cuz I'm seriously I'm sitting here and my head is my eyes are closing and my head is bopping. I saw it just now when yeah. you were talking your eyes got heavy. Um so I'm I haven't been able to do much. I brought my cross stitch cuz I'm like I'm be here for a while. I can get some cross stitching done. I haven't had a chance to pull it out because I fall asleep so quickly. So I'm hoping having this stuff will, I'll be able to stay awake a little longer than, you know, five minutes. She's reading a book time. and she said this, this thing has three page chapters and she can't even get through a chapter without falling asleep. Yeah, I can't get, yeah. And, and I try and force myself and it doesn't work. I just have to stop. And I'm like, it's a three page chapter. Who stops in the middle of a three page chapter? But I have to because I can't keep my eyes straight. I can't read the line. I can't read in a straight line. So it's my eyes are just moving and skipping around. I have no idea what I'm reading. What's your pain level now since we're waiting on this medicine still? I'm saying I'm about up to a 7 or 8. <sighs> so um, this is keeping her just, mind off of it doing the podcast. I yeah. know she probably should be sleeping right now. But she wouldn't be able to because she doesn't have her pain medicine. Yeah, it's it's hurting. It's um, it's hurting pretty good. And they're, mm, they have changed it a couple times before, but, um, they're usually quicker than this. Well, it's also almost one in the morning and they said they have to get the medicine from the pharmacy and I don't know. I know, but they're still usually quicker. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway. So we're on Tuesday, today. I had no shows. Natalie got her procedure done this morning. You're still in crazy pain. Uh, you had the tiniest little poo today. I did. <laughs> oh, good girl. Success. Good girl. After after eleven days without pooping. I had a little poopy. Yay! <laughs> the things you celebrate when you're in the hospital. You know what, you guys? Know? This podcast is kind of like our television show. We don't pull any punches. We let you guys know everything. We we don't pull any punches. No. Um. So you're still stuck in the hotel room with no end in sight. Hospital. Hotel. Hospital. Hospital. No end in sight. No. We have no idea when you're going home. No. I just got this liquid nutrition. And who knows? I asked the doctor today. I said, 
do you have even a guess of when I'm going to be able to try real food? And he said, no. We just kind of have to monitor you day by day as far as pain goes. And it's not going to be today because I am hurting. And it just... It, it sucks. So... That's where we are, guys. We're still stuck in a hospital room. Um, I have to leave and get ready to go do a show at 4 in the morning here. So I'm going to go go to sleep for three hours. And mm-hmm. that'll be my sleep for tonight. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. You're good. I napped a little bit today. Um, WesIsley.com still hasn't been updated. Things are still crazy. But I have the Firehouse uh, Theater coming up in Richmond coming up soon. We have Arlington Draft House coming up soon. Uh, we'll be doing an interview next week uh, with somebody. And if Natalie's still in the hospital, maybe we'll do it together. Maybe I'll do it by myself. I don't know, but we got to figure it out. Um, check out Wes Isley's Magic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I'll update you guys on Natalie. We'll add pictures and show you guys uh, things we talked about during this podcast, like my bald head. Yeah. And uh, different things like that. So make sure you follow that group, guys, because um, I just uploaded a picture today that the Houdini, the Houdini Museum in Pennsylvania won, like, best attraction in Pennsylvania. That's awesome. For summer attractions. Like, they beat out, like, their King's Dominion up there, their, 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 their amusement Park. parks or whatever that Hershey they have Park up there. Up yeah. There. So, uh, that's pretty awesome. So, I, yeah. I, I'll put the link to them on their podcast. So, it brings it right back up to the top. And I'll put some other pictures up. Like, uh, last week, I talked about the lady pulling out in front of me and her axle falling off. So, I put that photo on that group. So, you can see all those different photos. And I'm I'm adding photos to different podcast things every single day. Or just about every single day. So, make sure you follow that group. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do an update on Natalie next week at the podcast, but updates will definitely be on that Facebook group. So check it out. Okay. Anything else you want to say, babe? No. All right. Well, um, see See you you next next week. week. Check us out online at WesIsley.com and Patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley. For behind-the-scenes videos, blooper videos, never-before-seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley, spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I.